0: Secret dinosaur cult, secret dinosaur cult, secret dinosaur cult. Jodie Hagan a forest and Jodie Mitchell are doll, have daddy issues that they go to tackle head-on. are listening to Secret Dinosaur Cult, a comedy podcast in which we try to figure out who we are through the medium of dinosaurs. I'm Jodie Mitchell, and this is Sophie Hagen.
1: Oh, you're so good. Thank you for this. Um, <laughs> Jodie, how are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling good. I, I suffer from insomnia. <laughs> <clears throat> And uh, I couldn't sleep at all last night. And I, I reached this point in the night where I was like, you know what, I, I should just watch something that I really feel like watching. Because if I watch something that I don't really feel like watching, I start like fiddling with stuff, I get distracted, and then I stay up for longer. Um, so about 3 a.m., I commenced watching The Handmaid's Tale Season 2. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm really tired. <laughs> really feeling really
1: tired today. I've not seen it, and I feel like that's a, f- a feminist sin. I forgive you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you, ha- you kind of have to, but it's so
0: sad. It's so sad. It's really sad. My dreams are mostly um, are about how uh, there's a rule in my family. Um, my family are, are Scottish, and there's a rule that, because we only communicate love through food, because uh, why use words? Um <laughs> There's a rule that if you want to use a family recipe, you have to learn it off by heart. Um, So sometimes I have dreams that are just my mum and me in a kitchen and my mum looking at me and going, how many pounds of butter do
2: you put in? (laughs) How many? How many
0: pounds? I'm just there like, I don't know, mum, I'm sorry. So she's like, I'm disappointed in you. And then I wake up
1: what so is that about what do you think that's about then
0: i think it's about how i've never learned how many pounds of butter (laughs) go in the tablet recipe
1: actually i think you'll find that's actually about i guess
0: not knowing my dad you everything
1: everything's about the dad yeah really (laughs) that's the whole reason we
0: we peel it back far enough
1: (laughs) our dad's left yeah Uh, my dad left twice and Jodie had three dads who all left once. (laughs) (laughs) Not at once. It wasn't three dads and then they all walked out.
0: It was like, what's the, um, is it Mamma Mia? Where they have to like find out who the dad is. It's like a really traumatic version of that. (laughs) Mamma
1: Mia. There they go again.
2: (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) Why, Why can't did I, I trust us? you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to go into the first segment?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Are you okay, huh? i I'm Jurassic, mate. You're just the worst. Try Top, that bitch. Wow, you really are a terrible person. I go on, a don't even get me started.
1: The uh, terrible person segment... We should have found another name for it. Let's do that afterwards. Uh... The Terrible Person segment is a segment in which we uh, revisit trauma, uh, times when we've been horrible people, and then in the good spirit of the cult, we seek and get forgiveness. Mm. (laughs) You have no choice (laughs) about whether or not you want to forgive us. That will just happen. So, Mm. Jodie, how have you been a terrible person?
0: This is something I've felt bad about for a long time now. I was 19 years old. I just moved in with one of my best friends. And uh, I thought that what would be really funny would be if I cut out tiny, tiny, tiny pictures of niche celebrities and I stuck them to various things and areas of their room. And I didn't tell them how many I'd hidden so that they would never have closure. And they actually, I I heard a scream from their room two years later because we, a fury, fury, because they found a tiny, tiny picture of um, Nigella Lawson (laughs) that was stuck to the back of a one-pence piece that I'd left in the fire grate of their room. And the really awful thing is that by that point, because I hadn't made an effort to think about what they might need in the future, I'd just forgotten how many there were. So I didn't even know if that was the last one. And they told me that the rage and discomfort they felt at never knowing whether they'd completed the finding mission was like overwhelming and terrible. And i I'd like forgiveness,
1: um, I forgive you,
0: we forgive you. <laughs> Thank you it's so culty. I love
1: it the The one year i went to this isn't even my terrible thing it's just also a terrible thing. When I went to a boarding school we left uh, we left a letter in like i don't remember where we found a place in the room that was where the cleaners couldn't find it. For when we left the school and it was like a letter from uh, like someone who was dead. Like, I've been dead for 14 years. <laughs> I am haunting this room. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even the bad story I have for today. <laughs> That's just also a thing I did.
0: What is your actual bad story?
1: So, um, So I had intercourse with a man. <laughs> That's it. No. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> They don't deserve it. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I met him in a pub, and he was carrying a book, so I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's so smart. He's so smart. Because I couldn't see that that's a trick. Why would you... Anyways. Uh, he was like the worst. Like He did all the things that you're not... Like all the tricks to how to get someone into bed. He was even like, oh, uh, I'm moving to Finland on Saturday. <laughs> and I was like, oh... What? So this is the only time we can never... Yes, I'm afraid. Oh, God. <laughs> Why have you not packed any boxes? That doesn't matter.
2: <laughs>
1: but he was, like, really, like, conventionally attractive. So I felt a tiny bit insecure. This is a few years ago. Today I probably wouldn't care as much. But I, I felt a bit like I would punched above my weight. I, I felt a bit like, oh, I was a bit insecure around him. Uh, he was just like... And he was a poet... And the chef, yeah, I can hear it now.
2: <laughs> I
1: know now. Back then I was like, yes, that is probably true. <laughs> so I went back to, to his place, and, um, and he read me some poems. Don't worry about it. And, um, and then uh, as we were getting naked, he suddenly started being very nervous. He was really like, um. Uh, and I was like, oh, God, what's wrong? What's, what's happening? And I was like, we're getting naked in this in situation of, like, social structures. I should be the nervous one right now. And he, uh, he said, um, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, um, so there's five, and I was like, what are you doing? He was like, no, I'm trying to tell you a joke. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> and he got really, he said, it's just that you're a comedian, and, uh. I just thought, like, maybe you wouldn't like me if I wasn't funny. So I just tried to tell you a joke. And then I said to this naked, insecure man who had just been vulnerable, <laughs> I said, the most confident I've ever been naked. I said, "Oh, but, like, you wouldn't serve a frozen pizza to a chef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his face.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I got sense. Um, and then I thought I thought so I left before he woke up. <laughs> and I um I thought it would be really cute to just like leave my number mm-hmm. like kind of like what you said just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it like on the cereal box. <laughs> in his notebook with all of his poems and I thought it would be like really cute mm. like he'd find it, be like oh yeah like, um, but
0: <laughs> that could, was was, a lot of things could go wrong Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of things could go wrong with that
0: <laughs> I'm sorry I just, I'm really proud of you for doing it <laughs> I know that you're like this is a terrible thing I'm like great one score against the patriarchy my friend <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. We forgive you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's the
1: best segment. It's the best segment. Well, actually. Actually. It's not. The next one is.
0: (laughs) So, as we mentioned earlier, our dad's left. Yeah. Aw. I know. Um, So, this segment is called Daddy Hole. (laughs)
1: Uh, Jodie, will you uh, will you do the jingle?
0: Yeah, I mean, we so we have the incredible Harrier Brain doing all of our jingles, um, but with this particular segment, we wanted to create our own. Yeah. So we always improvise it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to okay. take it away, Daddy? Yesterday, my life was filled with necessary child benefit payments. <laughs>
1: Yesterday I got an invite to your wedding with your new wife And you spelled my name wrong
0: (laughs) I can't top that
2: (laughs) Did he actually? What a prick
0: (laughs) So Sophie Yes This week how did you fill your daddy hole
1: I taught myself I taught myself to like the color yellow
0: oh that's lovely and did it work did he come back no
1: (laughs) Jody how did you fill your daddy hole this week
0: I learnt how to pickle my own fruit and vegetables.
1: <laughs> and did it work? Did he come back?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> so and that's that? that bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to do the, the thing? The yeah. main thing?
0: Let's do the main thing.
1: This is... Uh, this is the main thing.
0: Mm. It's time to introduce the dinosaur. Which dinosaur? The, dinosaur. Yeah, which one? the one which we
1: will project all our shoes
0: resolve. Oh, that dinosaur.
1: So in each episode, we uh, take turns introducing a dinosaur, uh, which will be the foundation for the topic that we wish to discuss on uh, the given day and it's my sense of percent this dinosaur i'm excited but it's for a the specific dinosaur, dinosaur so it's not a, a specific uh, type of dinosaur it's a very specific dinosaur and i actually don't have the name of it Ooh. okay so what happened was uh we know it's 150 million years old uh, if you don't know dinosaurs is like super long ago So they discovered this particular skeleton in uh, Wyoming in the US. It was dug up between 2013 and 2015. Mm. And what happened was they auctioned it off, right? Now, this was a... So they didn't really know what it was. They thought it looked a bit like an Allosaurus, which is like a bigger-than-T-Rex type of uh, Mm. dinosaur. Slightly longer arms, guys. (laughs) I feel like you're very much in the T-Rex versus Allosaurus. You're very much Team Allosaurus. What? Are you not Team Allosaurus when it comes to... Oh, yeah, to the... sorry.
0: I misheard what you said. There are a lot of
1: words happening at I once. I thought you
0: said Team Ale. And I was like... Team Anal. T- t- <laughs> we're spiraling. We're spiraling.
1: This is what happens when two cultures meet. <laughs> so they think it resembles an Allosaurus, mm-hmm. but um, there were actually some... Um, What was it? The structure of the fossils—pelvis, skull, and teeth—that seemed uh, very different. So it could actually be a whole new type of dinosaur that we just haven't found yet. But they auctioned it off for uh, two million euros in Paris to an uh, unnamed uh, rich person uh, before they could find out what it was. Right? So they don't know what it is, and then some dude has it somewhere. Right. I know so what we know is uh, uh, yes we don't know who it is it's, uh, it was in really good condition they had about 70% of the skeleton so in the auction they said that the person who bought it could put their name down uh, as the di- they could name the dinosaur which I feel like it's a very risky move Yeah. to just give to someone <laughs> then we have the T-Rex we have the Triceratops then we have Alan <laughs>
0: Capitalism!
1: (laughs) So, um, unsurprisingly, paleontologists are furious. And, like, paleontologists are furious on a daily basis, just in general. They're
0: so angry. It's so much fun. It's amazing. We
1: have to Google a lot of dinosaur stuff for this podcast, and, like, they're furious about everything. Mm. There's no paleontologist quote that's not, like, starting with them going, oh. so much fun they're always they say what is your comment on this amazing new dinosaur exhibit they're like oh people don't want to see it oh, people would rather do shopping than see dinosaurs ugh oh. they're so angry the references are all just the sound it's so much fun we love paleontologists um, so they're furious about this because like we could have you know found a new dinosaur type but now some rich person has it and yeah. has bought it for uh, 2 million euros and uh Could possibly name it, which they're all like, "That's not a thing. That's not how it works. You're not allowed to do that. You can't buy the rights to name a fucking dinosaur." So, so what we can say about this one is, uh, ooh, they actually once sold an Allosaurus skeleton for 1.13 million euros, and they once sold a mammoth skeleton for 584 thousand euros. That's just so we have something to compare with. So this is like the most expensive dinosaur skeleton to ever be auctioned off. What a nice piece of information. Now, what we can say
2: yeah.
1: about this particular skeleton. Now, it's a trick one because we don't have a name for it yet. Mm-hmm. Apart from Alan. I think it's fine. It's like a placeholder.
2: Mm.
1: Is that this dinosaur doesn't know what it is. And it's been really, really expensive. So our topic for today is therapy
2: <laughs>
0: another seamless link? <length. laughs>
1: I think it's better than when I found it. a uh, triceratops uh, for the topic porn because it was horn me <laughs> yeah I got the same reaction I was proud of the therapy dinosaur
0: oh, it's brilliant I'm what a great topic though I feel I like, like we have lots to say about therapy I feel like we have so much to say about therapy <laughs> I love that this is free and we can talk about things
1: um, it wasn't free for them oh, yeah <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't say that this is free because they paid to get it. yeah you're right <laughs> shit fuck <laughs> you're gonna have to reimburse every single one of them <laughs> Are you currently in therapy?
0: I'm about to start a new round of therapy. I haven't been in therapy for ages because I couldn't afford it. What we um,
1: <laughs> What was that sound?
0: <laughs> it's my sad sound.
1: It sounded so happy
0: though. Wah way! I'll never process anything on my own. Wah, 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 wah. but it's made me a funnier person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm about to start therapy <laughs> to deal with this <laughs> um, yeah I actually I found a really cool place in London really really cool it's called ELOP and it's like a it's sometimes free they do it on like a sliding scale um, so you pay what you can afford and it's like a service for LGBTQIAA plus people
1: amazing yeah Mine, the first time I saw mine, she has like a, a window of, like, yeah, a scale, I guess, as well, for prices. And I think it goes from, it's like 50, 50 pounds different from the lowest to the highest number she will charge. Mm. And then she just asks, what would you like to pay? I'm like, Phew.
0: that's really difficult. It's a moral dilemma, isn't it's it? It's so
1: hard, because like, <laughs> obviously I want to pay nothing. <laughs> like, I would, if you ask me what I really want, <laughs> it's to not pay mm. this. But also, I can't say that because I'm going to have to go and see her once a week. And then I can't talk about, like, oh, it's so hard. I just bought, like, uh, 20 white T-shirts because uh, I was afraid that if I dropped um, something on them, then it wouldn't be white anymore. Um, But thank you so much for giving me a discount. (laughs) This therapy thing. It's really hard. So I did, like, a nice middle to the end. Well, well I done. went into this whole description like, well, this is like this year I'm not doing a show, so I'm not going to be I'm not going to be touring, so I'm not and I'm not going to go to Edinburgh. So I'm going to lose a lot of money. So this, so, but the, when I start my next tour, like well, once I start making money again, then we can. be was just like, yeah, I think we know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly how to <laughs> where your <laughs> issues lie. Hmm. Is is it's expensive?
0: Yeah, super expensive, which is why, yeah. I feel like therapy is such an interesting thing to talk about, but also I defi- I just couldn't have it for so long, so I just had nine muller. So oh uh, you know what, I think what happened there is that I felt I felt <laughs> uncomfortable talking about my own poverty. And so what I did so was speaking German I used the German words. <laughs> of course, have a very stable economic model. And then I use the word Müller, which I think was there to sort of expel middle-class guilt, that I feel.
1: But what is Müller?
0: I'm not even sure, Sophie. I don't even know. I think it's money.
1: But in what language?
0: I don't know. I love
1: the idea of just turning German whenever you're a bit ashamed of something. <laughs> I'm in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> She's my... Fourth, fifth therapist, mm. uh, second uh, long-lasting uh, one. I've had a lot of where I just turned up a few times and then was like, no. <laughs> the, the the penultimate one I had, the one before this one, the first second, <laughs> the first session was so good, and I was so happy because I was like, oh my god, I found an amazing therapist. I'm going to be feeling so much better in like months. This is going to be amazing. She's so good. Later, I realized that that was because I was the only one speaking. Because that was just like, she was like, tell me about all your issues. And then I spoke for an hour. And then she was like, well, I'll see you next week. And I was like, oh my God. I just I just made so much progress. <laughs> and then the second time I came, I, the, the, I should have known. Because when I then asked her, like, when can you do next week? She said, well, when can you do? And I was like, uh, Thursday at 2? And she was like, okay. I was like, are you not going to look in your... Diary? <laughs> She's like, no. I was like, okay. You're not going to write it down in your, in your diary? She's like, no. I was like, okay. And the next time I came, it took her like seven minutes to open the door, and she was wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> and I was like, did you not know I was going to come? And she said, oh yes, I did. Just wait in the living room. And I sat in the living room, and she came back ten minutes later dressed. And I was like, are you sure you didn't know that I was going to come. She's like, no, no, I knew. And I could tell she was lying. She was obviously lying. Mm. And then I thought, oh, shit, is it a test? It must be a test. Ah, shit, is it... She's going to be like, what color bathroom was I wearing? <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> and then I, we started talking about more trauma. That was, like, our thing. And um, during one of my, like, deep, like, trauma... Discuss- like, oh, this is everything that's wrong with my childhood. I looked to the side, and she had a... Um, is it called a a golly walk? Is that what it's called?
0: Oh yeah, a gollywal.
1: Yeah. Fuck. And it was that and I was still talking and I was just going, yeah, and then my dad leh, leh. <sighs> And I just like I'm so bad at because I was being so vulnerable already and we would talk about so much stuff and I I just could not imagine how I was gonna just leave. So I had to sit for another forty minutes. And just knowing I was never going to see her again, and I was probably going to have to report her to some kind of therapy police, <laughs> but I still had to be really honest and vulnerable. So I had to be kind of like defensive while I was still telling her about like traumatic stuff. Just going, "Oh my god, what is happening? This is really bad." You didn't go back, no, right? God, no. <laughs> and I'm still with her. <laughs> now we mostly, mostly talk about her problems. No, it was really uncomfortable. She was so strange. I told my next therapist about it and she was just like, yeah, that is horrifically wrong and yeah. horrifically bad. So it left her quite quickly. But then it was really difficult to get it. It's the worst thing about therapy, like when you recommend therapy to someone and, and they are like reluctant, it makes you feel so bad for them because you won't necessarily click with the first one.
2: Mm.
1: And I know so many people who've said, no, no I tried it and it didn't work where they saw one person one time and i'm just like oh, it's like dating like you have to see a lot of them until you find the one and also you can't say i love you the first time you see them it's like dating <laughs> it's just like dating <laughs> and it's just really hard i had to go through so many but ba- i went the mm-hmm. one she I, she was the worst in terms of like just general professional profession, professionalism that a word her prof- professionality? Like her
0: professionalism
1: Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. (laughs) She was the worst in terms of professionalism. We're going to edit out the bit where I didn't know the word. (laughs) You're so clever. Oh, what? Thank you. (laughs) God. (laughs) I had one who, my very, very first one, she'd been really good to my ex-boyfriend. That's why I went to see her, which should have been the first warning sign. (laughs) <laughs> work for him that would never gonna work on me but the first thing she said was I sat down and I was like right okay I think the issue is with my dad leaving I think that's the main problem uh, my grandfather was a psychopath I think that really fucked me up as well um, and then my grandmother kind of chose him and I, I think we have to start there with like a lot of feelings of guilt and becoming an adult too quickly and she said hmm I want you to draw yourself if you were a tree <laughs> <laughs> and I was Classic. like no, I, I, um, I think it's because uh, my, my grandfather is a psychopath. He's like, no, draw. just draw a tree. Just draw a tree. I was like, okay. I drew a tree. Just like regular, just like dood dood thing around it. She was like, uh oh, you're lonely. <laughs> I said, what? She said, well, where are the other trees? I said, well, you told me to draw a tree. She's like, yeah. <laughs> but where do trees live in a forest and you see yourself as a very solitary person and you you're actually quite lonely and you want more friends Like where there's no sticks there's no sticks so do you, do you not think of yourself as someone with talents and skills and I was like my grandfather's a psychopath
0: you zoom in on
2: the tree surely you
0: have enough he's there with an axe at the bottom of it <laughs> Just a tiny, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Your granddad is a psychopath. (laughs) Oh, he's holding all the twigs. He's gathered them, gathered them all up.
1: He's giving you a three-star review. (laughs) Um, I went to my, uh, oh, my, I thought it was so ridiculous and I went to school and I said to them I told them what I'd been asked to do and all my friends were like jokingly drawing trees like how would I draw a tree and we were all just making fun of it and then one one girl who was like we always thought she might have some issues she drew like the most terrifying dead black tree and I was like oh I see (laughs) holy shit if I had been a therapist like I got that, I would have been like, right. Who's a psychopath in your family? I was like, it makes sense for someone who just doesn't really know, or who just, where you don't know where to start. But I was like, I have a schedule of what I want to talk about.
0: What I found satisfying when I was having therapy that I hadn't really chosen to have, because I, when I first had therapy, I had to have it because uh, it was to like move my family up the housing register because we were trying to get rehoused and uh the doctor was like okay well you're clearly very depressed for a 16 year old even though you're also a massive legend and um <laughs> coping really well and just continue to squash that all down inside and you'll get through your exams fine but um yeah he was like if you want to get moved up the register faster you can go and have therapy and actually I I recommend that you go and have therapy and if you don't I'll be annoyed Um, (laughs) by that he meant he'd take benefits away (laughs) what a great guy Um, so I went and had it and I like went in with an itinerary of stuff to discuss as like an angry 16 year old and my therapist turned out to be like everything I was scared of becoming in the future She'd been to my school. Uh, she had the same name as me. I know. <laughs> she was really jaded about it, and she started to project all of her own, like um, all of her own school stuff, onto me. So she was like, "Oh yeah, there is a lot of pressure in that place, isn't there?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, um, there is, but I I really like it. It's actually the only time I've ever felt." accepted and included anywhere in my whole life and she was like yeah but it's also awful isn't it it's awful there it's really awful and I was like yeah it's my only way out of the poverty trap though so I actually really appreciate it and she's like yeah they just don't stop they just want you to succeed and succeed and I was like yeah I really want to succeed um, <laughs> and so I just I I decided to just lie to her which is a really awful thing to do Um, but I told her all kinds of stuff that I knew just wasn't true so like I spent three weeks discussing how hard it is to be bisexual not a thing Um, wait I just wasn't I'm not attracted to men I never have been
1: it just sounded a lot like you said bisexuality
0: wasn't a thing (laughs) oh yeah thank you (sighs) God, that would have been such a bad thing to put out there.
1: I think if I hadn't picked up on that, then yeah. in ten minutes you would have been like, "Why haven't they laughed for ten minutes?"
0: Why have all these feminists that are my perfect target audience finally <laughs> turned against me?
1: I love how you were like, "It's not a thing, anyways." <laughs> and I just felt god, chills no, down it's my a spine.
0: Thing, it's a thing.
2: It's <gasps> like, 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 oh my god, I already time. bought the website. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's too late
0: to
2: cancel. <laughs>
0: yeah that'd be well bad wouldn't it i respect bisexuality accept it and always date them um so yeah i just i just told her loads of nonsense basically to like get through the sessions in a way that i would find satisfying for myself which was an awful waste of her time but i found it really funny um yeah she also she had loads of armpit hair which I remember being really scared of because I had huge problems with, like, masculinity when I was younger. So I was really scared that I was going to become like Joe. Obviously, I have, because Joe was a legend the whole time. Um, Also, turns out, my current partner, years later, had the same therapist. Weird. Joe's a witch. (laughs) bringing me together with partners she knows will suit my personality <laughs> do,
1: you, do you think you found therapies to be a bit of a like a bit of a like a game like how did, did you have, I, I'm just saying because I know we're like in a lot of ways mm. and did you see it as more, more a challenge than necessarily a place where they could genuinely help you
0: yeah, well, because I, th- I got sent to a place where it, it was specifically for teenagers that were facing homelessness. Um, and most of the kids that were going there were like, cou- like couch surfing. And then I was there because I wanted to sue the local government for restricting my right to education by potentially rehousing me into an area that was too far away from the school I'd gotten a scholarship to. And they didn't really know what to do with that. <laughs>
1: Can we just enjoy the sound of a whole room falling in love with you?
0: <laughs> doesn't make rejecting. me better than anyone else that was there. It just means that they were a bit like, okay, um, I think we have a form for that in the back. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait.
1: That's so funny. So what's your problem? Capitalism. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: I'd like um, to talk d- about it. Freud,
1: um... Fried, um <laughs> <laughs> feel like
0: wrapping notes on therapy Mm -hmm. you've had an awesome therapist Mm -hmm. or several i've had what turned out to be an awesome therapist
1: but too late
0: yeah
1: and now you're gonna see one
0: yeah (gasps) i mean i I did have an an interim one where when i was at university um my university offered like short-term therapy and you had to go to a room that the budget had been cut for therapy so that you could only have four sessions and when I visited the therapist's office it turned out that the money had been spent on large panels that had been fitted into the ceiling, it was a windowless room fitted into the ceiling so it would look like the sky so they were like welcome (laughs) to your inadequate amount of sessions while you wait for them, why don't you look at the sky (laughs) Isn't that nice? Isn't it even nicer than helpful therapy would have been? You can't just go outside after the session and see the sky. Um, yeah.
1: Oh my god. Do you think if you had someone come up to you and say, uh, "I think I need therapy," and like, let's say it's someone who, like, because I wouldn't know what to say to someone who can't afford it, because that is, it just shouldn't be a thing in a country that prides itself on. Like having a good—I don't even know what even what even is the word. You'd assume that this was like a well-functioning country that cared about its citizens, and it—it's not. If
2: it's just not. If you can't. If if everyone
1: doesn't. If everyone doesn't. Is everyone does or don't or doesn't? If everyone doesn't. I think. Thank you. If everyone doesn't, that we'll cut that out. If every, <laughs> If not everyone has. What am I trying to say? If not everyone has. Access, Access to, to mental
0: to health care. Yeah.
1: yeah. Then, this is why I'm not in
0: politics. <laughs> not the only reason. I have some photos. but I would love it if you went into politics. Please go into politics. Just
1: be like, please. If, not, if I, if people, <laughs> if everyone, if I, if everyone was, everyone was, Nigel, Black, what am Black I trying Brexit, to say? Black Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> that country... Therapist for everyone <laughs> You need to give Yeah <laughs> Just vote vote for me for, vote for I <laughs> We all speak Latin sometimes <laughs> What are words anyways <laughs> I just it's it's appalling to think uh, that not everyone can get help psychological help. That is absolutely oh horrific so I wouldn't know what to say to someone who couldn't afford it I just genuinely would be absolutely speechless and I I just don't know well what would you say to someone who asked you what
0: to do if they felt like they needed help I mean not everyone has someone that they can go and talk to I know that when I haven't been able to afford therapy I've tried to promise myself that I'll reach out to close friends and be honest with them about how I'm feeling But I'm very lucky to have that as well. Like, not everyone has that either. There are lots of really good helplines. I would suggest that people get on the old helplines. But, I mean, I don't know. It just sucks. It just should be there. Mm. I don't know how much... How appropriate it is to offer comfort about something that's just so wrong.
1: Yeah. I I think it's a common experience to have friends who clearly... Like, I was before I got help I clearly needed it but it wasn't really picked up on by a lot of people but I once went to see my um, my father and his new ex-wife we had another um, stint of trying to make it work did <laughs> <laughs> um, I say new ex-wife right new wife who's now his ex-wife <laughs> I think she left though so <laughs> see how it feels dad now, <laughs> I remember she said, was, I was 14, and we were sitting around the, the dining room table, and she said, Sophie, how are you? And then I talked for five hours. <laughs> and afterwards, she was like, um, do you have anyone to speak to? <laughs> and I didn't really pick up on it at the time, but what she was actually saying was like, you probably <laughs> you have some issues. She, she suggested a diary. Uh, so I started keeping a diary every single day, and she said, it doesn't matter, you don't have to do it every day, there's no rules. Just you can draw, you can write whatever you want, in whatever language you want, in whatever, uh, it doesn't have to be beautiful, you can just write short words, you can do whatever you want. Because in my head, I was very like, a diary, it's every single day, you have to say what you've done, and if you don't do it every single day, it has to be a nice handwriting, and she was just like, do whatever you want. So I started keeping a diary, which I, which actually I found quite helpful. Yeah. Until it all went wrong. <laughs> I was about to be like, so that's a good alternative to therapy. <laughs> oh, I don't want that on my conscience. But uh, I, found, I found that quite helpful to get your thoughts out and to get you yeah, yeah. like an overview and you kind of get together your thoughts a
0: tiny bit. I had a big problem with journaling when I was younger because uh, I would always be scared that someone would read it and I would have changed my mind by that point. <laughs> so I would like go back through it and re-edit it. So if I read it now, like I, found, I went and cleared out my old room at home and I, I went back through an old diary and there was a, a quite a poignant entry that was like, <laughs> oh, I was right about drunk memory. You can remember things that you'd forget when you're sober, when you're drunk, like I am right now. <laughs> Feeling so angry at X. And then I've gone back through it later and I've put like a little um, arrow to the whole segment and I've been like, ha, what a loser to have written this drunk, like, I'm sober right now and I can see that that's pretty lame.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, what did I... I love that as a personality trait.
0: Yeah. It's like, so I can look back on my past self and be like, ah, looks like my uh, middling past self was pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Have you seen that film that's really popular at the moment? Um, To all the boys I've ever, to all the boys I've loved before? The whole, this is not a spoiler alert, the whole concept is that she writes a bunch of letters to, she's a teenager, she's written love letters, but she's never sent them, Mm -hmm. and someone sends them. It's like a really. It's actually a really, really good film. I really enjoyed it. But the thought, like when, when that was like the reveal, there's not. But that was the thing that oh, all these love letters she's written, I just sent to the people they're about. Like I had chills. Like I felt physically sick just at the thought of someone reading what I wrote to and about people in my life <laughs> when I was a teenager. Because <laughs> it wasn't like mm, Magnus is really cute and I fancy him. It's me. Uh, enacting interviews that I do with Oprah where I've (laughs) married Magnus and I'm discussing our relationship and I'm being really flippant about it. (laughs) It's more like, Oprah, so how did you meet Magnus and then meet Sophie? Uh, Well, I guess we were friends at first. I wasn't really into him. Uh, But he kept begging. And (laughs) And I just kind of—I thought he maybe he was a bit cute, so I, I thought I'd give it a try. And he just kept being so in love with me, and <laughs> and it's just because I wanted to feel like so much better
0: than Magnus. Like, <laughs> I could have the choice. I don't think Magnus would enjoy that. I think my my closing sentiment on therapy is that you should definitely take those into <laughs> your therapist. <laughs> just to <laughs> see what you can unpick from them.
1: Oh, I'm gonna be the reason that my therapist goes on a very expensive holiday
0: (laughs) at one point your therapist looks closer at it and it's not actually letters that you've written each letter is actually a tiny drawing of a tree
1: that's beautiful thank you (laughs) let's do oh that's you yes
0: (sighs) okay so it's now time for the bedtime story i know We've talked <laughs> wait, about wait, therapy, wait. Um, so it's time for the bedtime story. Um, the reason this is a part of the podcast is that when we first thought up of the idea of Secret Dinosaur Cult, um, we went and did some research on the internet, and we very quickly discovered something really beautiful, which was dinosaur erotica. Um, <laughs> it's huge. It's
1: huge. It's have, huge. I had no idea. It was, it's a huge subculture,
0: and it's amazing, and we treasure it and honor it. This is this not is a, us. This is
1: not a sh We're not laughing at it. We no. are. It's a tribute. And also, can I just? I hope you don't mind. It started as funnier than it is now, where now we're kind of into it. <laughs> yeah. If you
0: read enough,
1: I, yeah. It's exposure, basically. The more you're exposed, the more normalized it gets. <laughs> and now it's kind of hard.
0: Yep. It really, really is. I'm so
1: happy you also felt... Because I, I was like, Jodie, do you...
0: Uh, <clears throat> when you read these stories... <laughs> do you, I don't know, feel funny?
2: Do you <laughs> just
0: feel like you never really want
1: to uh, stop, read? <laughs> I was just looking for a segment, and I
0: accidentally read the whole thing. <laughs> And wrote one. Anyways. (laughs) I did read this whole thing. I read all of it. Um, So I'm not going to give you an excerpt from this particular erotica novel. Um, What I'm going to do instead is read you the synopsis of it because I don't want to give you too many spoilers. Um, So this is uh, T-Rex Troubles by Christy Sims. Warning. Warning. This is a tale of monster sex. This story was written to unlock your darkest fantasies and innermost desires. It is not for the faint of heart and is not your mother's erotica.
1: (laughs) You don't know my mom.
0: (laughs) All of the sexual descriptions found in this book are very explicit in nature. It's not suitable for someone under 18 years of age. Read at your own risk. (laughs) In a land before time, Leila hunts for her tribe. The men belittle and uh, threaten her, a woman who hunts like a man, until, desperate, she sets out alone after the most fearsome beast in the world, a T-Rex. As she hunts the giant predator... A very special T-Rex is hunting her. (laughs) This T-Rex has psychic
2: powers.
0: (laughs) And a desire for human flesh. Naked and alone, Layla bargains with the beast. Her body for her life. (laughs) Can Layla accept the beast's carnal demands? Can her body accommodate its relentless desire? Can she hold to her part of the bargain? Or will she become the T-Rex's next meal? So I'm going to read you a review now. (laughs) Because I know I said you didn't want too many spoilers, but I've read the room, and I think you do. (laughs) This review is from Jessica and she's rated it two stars. (laughs) She says, it's not fair to call this a book. It's more of a short story. (laughs) And what becomes apparent now is that that's pretty much the only reason it's been given two stars. (laughs) because she actually loves it. (laughs) It was worth every penny of the $2.99 I paid for it. Why, you ask, would I spend actual money on this? After all, $2.99 could buy a lot of things. A cheeseburger. (laughs) A new pair of socks. Even a whole book. Sassy. (laughs) However, none of these things are dinosaur erotica. (laughs) After forking over my money and ruining my Amazon history and future recommendations forever, I embarked on this literary journey. I was relieved to learn that, per the author's disclaimer, this was a work of fiction and not based on actual events. The interspecies sex stuff I can accept, but claiming that humans and dinosaurs roamed the Earth at the same time... Now that would be ridiculous. (laughs) We're introduced to Layla, our intrepid heroine and the only female hunter in her cave person tribe. Hmm. She's not respected by the other hunters because she hasn't bagged a dinosaur yet. We also know that Layla has dinos on the brain because when having sex with her human lover, she tells him that his dino dick wants to enter her warm, wet cave. Anyway... Layla knows that if she is ever going to be taken seriously as a hunter, she will have to kill a dinosaur. She sets off on a mission, armed only with her spear and a burning desire for dino conquest. (laughs) After several hours of unsuccessful hunting, Layla stops for a quick bath. It is then, while she is naked and vulnerable, that she encounters a telepathic (laughs) T-Rex. You read that correctly. A highly intelligent, self-aware, telepathic T-Rex with a name, (laughs) Carnus. Like all of us, Layla has some concerns about the logistics of the act. Fortunately, these crazy kids are able to come up with a creative solution. Layla is able to pleasure Carnus by wrapping her entire body around his dinosaur penis and moving up and down. This scene also gives us the single worst, brackets, best, question mark, line of dialogue I've ever read. Yes, breathed the beast between my ears. Yes, Layla, ride me, ride your dino beast. Later, Carnas tells Layla that out of all of the mind-controlled human sex slaves he's had, she's the only one who's been able to satisfy him. Usually, this would cause me to wonder why Carnus had continued to use human sex slaves after the first few didn't work out. But clearly, logic has no place here. Anyway, the story ends on a happy note when Layla decides to stay with Carnus and be his dino princess, or whatever. <laughs> This book defies explanation. (laughs) It's poorly written. It's billed as dinosaur beast erotica despite having only two crappy sex scenes. (laughs) She's feeling let down. Brackets, only one of which is with a dinosaur. (laughs) And to be honest, I'm not even sure that it qualifies as a book. However, it has one thing going for it. Imagination. I can honestly say that I've never read anything quite like this, and for the 10 minutes it took me to read it, I was thoroughly entertained. (laughs) Plus, I get to tell people that I've read Dinosaur Erotica, which is a reward in and of itself. (laughs) Well played, Christy Sims and Alara Branwen. Well played indeed. (laughs) Is there a (laughs) reward? I don't know. I think that this person was really into it and just doesn't want to accept that.
1: Yeah, she gives a full recollection of everything that happened. I
0: mean, the thing is, she complained about it not being very long. And that means that the fact that her review is so long means she must have really been into it.
1: If you write a review that's longer than the book you've read. Yeah. I think you like the book. (laughs) You do. You really like the book. That was beautiful. Jody, thank you.
0: Okay.
1: Um, <clears throat> as we are about to end this cult meeting, uh, we have to sort of uh, initiate you in... Is that how you say it? Initiate? Yeah. Oh, cool. We have <laughs> initiate you into our cult because now you've been here at a cult meeting and now you've listened to an episode, so you're a member. <laughs> Sus. <laughs> you're now a part of the cult, so you have to know the cult greeting. Okay? So this is in case you see myself or Jody, uh in the street somewhere, in public. And this is how you can let us know that you're part of the cult. Okay? So what you do is, so our official cult dinosaur is the Dilophosaurus. Ops. <laughs> so what you do is, uh, you basically impersonate uh, Dilophosaurus, which you do by putting your hands uh, behind your head. Both hands will be holding the microphones. Um, and then you do this, you go. Okay? Go out, so you see us in the street, you just go up, no introduction, all you have to do is go. And then we, to show you that we know, right? To let you know that we know what you're saying and that we accept it, we then go, what the fuck was
0: that? Oh my what was god! That? That was so weird. What are you doing? Holy shit. I'm Where trying the to fuck get did ready. I'm trying that... to get ready for my show. You don't do that to strangers. What the fuck? Go away. <laughs> That's how you'll know. And then you'll know. <laughs> oh, you've been so fucking sweet, um, Jodie. What do you want to plug? Um, I have a few things to plug. If you're ever in the London area, or actually in Manchester, because we're coming <laughs> up to Manchester at the end of october and november i have a queer all women and non-binary performer comedy collective called the lol word so you should come along we do multi-bills it's always epic always sells out so getting your tickets um i also have a drag king troupe called PEX, and we'll be around touring as well so you should come and check that out because you know that's sexy
1: What have you got to plug? Um, I have another podcast called Made of Human. I assume that if you listen to this, you already know that. But um, I'm, I've just started working on my new show, which I am incredibly excited about. Mm-hmm. I've not felt this way about a show for a long time. Uh, just genuinely like, childlike excitement about the stories that I have to tell in it. So I'm still doing work-in-progress shows, and I'm going to just basically try and do as many as I can all around the country maybe even like places like Denmark just wherever I can put on a show and people will come to see it uh, I'm going to go and try and work on new stories and new jokes and um, the structure for this new show and all of that information can, you, you can find in my newsletter or on my website sophiehagen.com with an F dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> he misspelled your first name
1: to be fair, I can't spell his, his surname, but that's also because it's really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't even pronounce it. I genuinely can't pronounce his surname. <laughs> There's a lot of W's and a, a C and a, an A.
0: So, I'm not judging him, It's <laughs> fine. It's okay. It's all um,
1: good. I'm joking. I don't know his name. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you want to come and see me work on my new show, uh, it doesn't have a name yet. That's why I just call it my new show. Uh, sign up for my new setter. And um, it'll probably premiere, debut... Uh, at Edinburgh Fringe 19 yeah, I think that's it we'll be doing oh. loads of these live uh, Secret Dinosaur Cult uh, Cult meetings and you can find all of that on secretdinosaurcult.com yeah. we're on Twitter
0: as at secret Dino cult yes, yes. It's I, I nailed that it's
1: because I have control issues and I could feel myself taking over all of the plugging
0: oh it was so fine I just... with you doing this bit This bit that you've colour-coded here. (laughs) Does actually have my name highlighted in my green colour next to it. (laughs) You can also find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook as Secret Dinosaur Cult. And yeah, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website, secretdinosaurcult.com which looks really badass. Sophie just finished working on it um
1: squarespace we're not even sponsored i shouldn't say that <laughs> AdWords work
0: uh, me too and please give us a five star rating on itunes it is really helpful please go and do it if you want to <laughs> thank you so much for being such an amazing audience this thank was such so an amazing nice. gig to have as our first out of town oh my god yeah yes i just with you sorry you di- you I interrupted
1: disagree. you and by, dis- by agreeing with you.
0: Oh, I see. I thought you were just going to tell them that they were a horrible audience. <laughs> I disagree. They were awful.
1: Just to summarize, bisexuality is nothing. <laughs> you've been the worst. So. <laughs> oh,
0: gender is a social
2: construct.
0: You <laughs> know that. Um,
1: yeah. I said opposite sex today and Jodie corrected me and I was like, oh my God. That's going to haunt me. Anyways. I didn't need to bring that up. When we've run, o- we've run over by twenty minutes. So I didn't need to also mention that. I forgive you. Thank you. We
2: forgive you.
1: If I had feelings, I'd cry a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been genuine. You're really, really, really super nice. Uh, and um, yeah, see, I pre-prepared this bit. Oh God,
0: I didn't. If only I'd had my name highlighted next to a description of what I should do.
1: We gave, like, a, a, a script of this to the tech, and I laminated it. <laughs> I think that sums me up. <laughs> should we go? Yeah.
0: Cool. Thank, Thank you, you, guys.
1: You have been listening to The Secret Dinosaur Puts, a Dying Alone limited production produced by the Steam Views, by Harold Gray by Gavin Smart and Emily Snapper. Secret Dinosaur Cult was recorded at the Union Theatre at Manchester Podcast Festival. Thank you for listening!